Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslenko, pastor of the community of Saints Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isadoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 1, Episode 18 of this podcast. We will hear Father Mark's homily from May 27, 2018, the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity in Year B. The Gospel for this week is Matthew, Chapter 28, Verses 16 to 20. Let us listen now to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they all saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. For most of us, when we want to try to understand a particular phenomenon, a problem, or a circumstance, we engage first our minds. We love to get our minds around something, to intellectually understand it, to put the pieces together. There's some security to be found when A plus B can equal C, and I can take comfort in knowing the essence of something. But there are many things in life that defy our ability to know them conceptually or solely with our minds. They are larger than we are. And sadly, because they are larger, a lot of folks simply give up trying and move on to something else. And so it often is with God. We can sit here today and profess our belief in the Trinity as one God in three persons, but yet there is something still beyond the language that is of essence and importance to embracing and having a relationship with this triune God. A notable spiritual author was on retreat one year, and he went to a hermitage where there were several hermits who had removed themselves from daily life and focused on a life of austerity and prayer. And as he was walking one day through the woods, one of the hermits was passing by. And without saying anything else, he just pointed and said, God is not out there. And he just moved along his way. So the spiritual master was pondering this a bit and realized how truly accurate that statement was, that God is not out there. Now, while we know theologically God is everywhere, the reality that he was pointing to is that if you want to have a relationship with God and you want to really understand God as much as we can as a human being, you have to look in here, that it's in the normal stuff of life that we discover this God. That may be 
the fuel behind Pope Francis's recent exhortation on holiness, in which he connects holiness with living out the Beatitudes that Jesus taught. Beatitudes are very relational, they're very human, and they reflect the human condition of life. And it's in that human condition of life, that often messiness of life, that if we enter into it with eyes of faith, we can find God bouncing all over the place and showing the myriad of ways that God reveals himself to us. And the Trinity is taken from an idea to a lived experience of the heart to become poor in spirit, to realize my own inner poverty and that my security and my life doesn't rely on the riches and the material things I can accumulate around me. It's not my worldly success, but it's on my dependence on God. And that that inner poverty connects me to my brothers and sisters with whom I live in solidarity and walk through the journey of life, even the poorest of the poor and the most vulnerable of the vulnerable. That that poorness of spirit connects me with myself, with God, with others, to be poor in spirit. To be meek and humble, Pope Francis emphasizes again, as a wonderful condition for holiness, to recognize my brokenness, that I don't have it all together, that I do make mistakes, that I am sinful, that I have idiosyncrasies and peculiarities and things that people have a hard time living with. But so doesn't everybody. And we all journey through life with this brokenness, which when we allow ourselves to be immersed into it, shows us what it means to be humble and meek. Blessed are those who mourn. To understand that life is not intended to be rosy. That as joyful and wonderful as life is, life is also very challenging and hurtful. That people feel pain that people experience loss, that life can literally bring us to our knees and cause us to really wonder and question everything. The person who is able to mourn is not afraid of entering into that condition of suffering and loss, doesn't seek to medicate their way through it or distract themselves through some other means or get over it quickly, but is able to be with and walk with others who are experiencing that same pain. You see, when we open ourselves to the human condition and to the gospel and to the stuff of life and walk through that with faith, we begin to see that in all of these circumstances, we have a God who not only created once, but continues to create and recreate again. A God who not only loved once, but continues to love and continue to love and show compassion and mercy over and over again. And a God who just didn't put the world into action, but supports the changing of times and seasons, brings life out of death and rebirth at every moment. And that life is beckoning union with this creator who has put us here in the first place. And all of that stuff of life 
in being in harmony with our brothers and sisters and being in right relationship and, and taking up our responsibilities as children of God connects us to one another and to this triune God whom our minds cannot comprehend but our hearts can certainly embrace. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. The theme of justice runs rampant through the scriptures. It starts in the Old Testament, moves all the way through the teachings of Jesus. Do not neglect the widow or the orphan or the alien who is on your border. To have hearts that are open to receiving those who are broken. To have hearts that are open to receiving those who are lost is a call of the gospel. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. For those who are merciful. Mercy is not just being forgiving and understanding, but it's about giving and being life-giving ourselves, of understanding that we can't hold grudges and walk through life with divisions, that there's no walls or barriers no matter who we are or where we come from. To be merciful means to walk through life with an open heart, an open heart of welcome and of love. To be clean of heart is not only to be without sin, but to not block love. You see, we all put up barriers to love. And we allow these barnacles to grow and develop within us that prevent us from loving well. But the person who is clean of heart has a heart that's open to loving and to accepting and to welcoming, to be clean of heart. To be people of peace. You know, sometimes, even in small ways, we can be people who are not peaceful, who become people of conflict, even sometimes without knowing it. And at the very least, we can become people who create misunderstanding, either through our actions or our words. It doesn't mean that we necessarily have to take up arms in order to be violent. We can be violent in other ways, even in our own homes. To be people who pursue peace. And then lastly, Pope Francis underscores the final one. To each day take up the charge of the gospel. And this is the one, at least for me, that I have the hardest time with, and I would assume it is for you too. Because the agenda of our lives always seems to take precedence. And there's always reasons that we can come up with for why I have to tend to this turf first and leave what's out there to later. But yet the gospel calls us to continually preach this message of good news, to take all of those things attention to the poor, the vulnerable, the weak, the lost, to taking care of the condition of my heart and my soul, to being open to God and to others, and to working for justice and peace in our world that is so hurting and broken. And so what happens is, is when we encounter life in the way that life is meant to be encountered, not in the way we fabricate it for ourselves, but in all of its messiness and all of its complications, 
in all of its wonder. We are brought out of ourselves, and what begins to happen is the way we see changes. And we begin to see as God sees, as our Trinitarian God sees. And we see life breaking forth all around us. We see life bubbling with faith, with love, with hope. And because we've touched that with our hearts, we now can go out and live that and bring that message to others. Because there's a world out there that needs faith a world out there that needs love, and a world out there that needs hope. It needs the Trinity, and it needs you and I, not through our minds and through our dogmas, but by our hearts and our ability to touch the Lord, to bring that Trinitarian God to them. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.